Hi, my name's Hodan Elmi. And my name's Alima Gray. And we're Clapback. Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think... Oh, bondage! Up yours! One, two, three, four! That was X-ray specs. Oh, bondage up yours. I'm very, very curious to know why you would choose a song like that. Well, I've always liked punk. Uh, I'm not going to say always liked punk because let's be serious, punk is not the most listenable of musics. (laughs) Um, But what I liked about punk was that it was angry and and slightly irrational and just very, very expressive. And oh, bondage up yours as a, a young woman it meant a lot to me to to hear the words some girls should be seen and not heard and as a young person with an opinion as a young woman with an opinion I always thought that that got a, uh, in trouble a lot for speaking or for speaking my mind growing up and so this song like really really resonated with me so that's why I picked it and um, it's always my go-to song. <laughs> and X-Ray Specs is one of my favorite bands of all time. I've actually never heard of them. I'm going to be completely honest with you. But I think it's quite interesting that the young lady who was singing or on the on the mic, screaming, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not sure. She's half Somali, right? Yeah, she is. She was also like really, really young when this song came out. Just rocking braces and you know just wearing a bin bag and all sorts a bin bag wow. yeah she was some people just about it they just <laughs> really really are about it and oh. and this is why i really wanted to start off with this song and with I, oh bondage up yours because it says something strong and as as we are clapped back mm-hmm. um i really wanted to begin with something that would really mean Reference that we them. are here <laughs> that we are clapping back yeah so definitely um that goes I, on to our first question. <laughs> it is it's our first question and just because i'm sure everybody is really you know eager to know what the hell is clapback everybody's been talking about it everybody <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're trying to make it look like we're famous no. i'm dying <laughs> everyone has been talking everybody about has it. been asking me oh my god alima what is clapback clapback i've heard of this is this a thing? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? What is it? Can we explain what it is and, you know, why we're doing it, essentially? I've, I've heard the word. I'm not trying to kind of bring it back to its essence. 
but if we're gonna de- like define these things like i've obviously heard the word clap back in like different kind of circumstances mm-hmm. so like if you were to clap back at some someone it means sup- something aggressive mm-hmm. in the same way that like the word turn up is used <laughs> i guess what we're trying to say is that we are we are very very turned up <laughs> we're turned <laughs> but it depends on the context that it's used so okay. obviously we're here together mm-hmm. and the term clap back it means that we are here to be heard you said something really interesting over the phone last night the opposite of having an opinion mm-hmm. but it meant to you said it was to reflect what did mm-hmm. you mean when you said that to me so i think i think there's so many ways that you can look at clapback and i think the very fact that it's quite a short it's quite snappy it's quite plosive mm-hmm. so it does reflect the aggressive sort of element of what you were just saying but i think clapback the fact of it being back is almost like it's a reflection. So it's looking back as well. And in looking back, looking forward. So all of that kind of stuff. So it's something that is open to so much. Mm. And it could be a lot more than what it is on the surface as well. Exactly. Um, I think originally it was um, your friend Yasmin, right? Yeah. yeah, she coined the term clapback. Yes, so Yasmin Duala, me and her were originally recording. She's mm-hmm. not here today, but I promise you guys she'll be in some other episodes soon. Yasmin Duala uh, and I were just like sitting in the studio. We were recording an episode on uh, challenging the institution on racism and education, higher education specifically. And one of the things that she came up with for the title of our show was Clapback. And, and that was between Clapback and Diaspora Strikes Back. Yeah. Obviously, Clapback was snappy. And I was like, <laughs> I was like to Alima, hey, hey. Actually, you know, before we even go on to that, me and Alima managed to like run into each other. So we've, we've both studied together at SOAS and Ro Holloway, by the way. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to get into that because uh, what is mostly important is what's happening now. So we ran into each other at Euston Station and we were both on our way to work. I was <laughs> on my way to like another tent position and she was on her way to UCL. And I was just like, hey, let's have lunch because the last time I'd seen her, she was working and I was like, it was really difficult to get an yeah. appointment with the Lima. Oh, please. Point. Oh, please. It was. It was. It was just like, can we just meet up for for a chill? And mm-hmm. you were just like, I'm really, really busy. Oh, I'm tired. Whatever. And then she's like, let's have lunch. And then we have we meet up for lunch and we're just like complaining about our jobs. And then, you know, we come back together. Life, yeah. Complaining about life. Complaining yeah. about these things. And we were just like, well, she was telling me about the other projects she's doing. And I was like, hey jump on board with clapback because you seem like the type of person that's clapping back <laughs> i don't know what it is what interested me most is this idea of the diaspora clapping back mm. and i was like damn that's quite deep like do you know what i mean even the word diaspora i mm. think i've I, I did my master's in migration and diaspora mm. studies at yeah. soas and i still can't explain that word like diaspora and i think it's such an interesting word that encompasses everything mm. um and it, I don't know. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm here today, mm. clapping back, because you know there's so much more to be said on the matter of the diaspora of clapping back, of just having that sort of outlet. And mm. something you said to me that I thought was really interesting was this having this sort of being radically vulnerable, which. <laughs> radically vulnerable yes radical vulnerability it sounds like a ted talks doesn't it it's just amazing i'm just gonna have like a 10 uh slide powerpoint presentation yeah on why we should be radically vulnerable today yeah but no it's not essentially i was trying to find a way how we could sort of deconstruct or perhaps summarize clapback in a sentence so that when people all these people that keep on asking me you know what is clapback it's it's our friends and family by the way it's our (laughs) friends and family by the way it's not the general public <laughs> we're not famous <laughs> people are asking you know what's it about and you know and I was, tr- I was trying to sort of put it into a sentence and Huthan was just like you know is a is a space to be radically vulnerable and I was just like that's so beautiful and I feel like that really sort of captures what we're doing but I don't know what I meant to be I think it's kind of con- combining as you were talking about before to look back but also to look forward so <laughs> to be radically vulnerable means to really really unapologetically be 
who you are. To do it in a radical way means to be be who you are and to be proud of who you are. Right. And that also comes from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And that radicalism, for example, being young black women, to be radically vulnerable and to just say this is X, Y, Z or to reflect and to, to be open and to be open to criticism also says... Actually, I don't know if I'm explaining it properly. No, you are. I think... To be radically vulnerable. What does that <laughs> mean? I think in in trying to understand like radical vulnerability, what is so wrong with just being vulnerable? Yeah, that was that was that I was the, the basic <laughs> point. Because I feel like maybe maybe as young black women, mm-hmm. I personally did not want to be pigeonholed into the automatic "I'm strong" category right. because I have a lot of weak points, <laughs> and I and I don't think that it's a bad thing to be weak. I think that I I'm I'm soft and I'm gentle and I'm I'm sensitive as, well. and I don't need to kind of portray my strength as this aggression. Or, and, and the thing is, like, there's nothing wrong with being aggressive, but this is just not who I am. Mm-hmm. My strength comes from just an internal self. Right. And I think we're all strong. It doesn't mean that X is strong or Y is strong. We are, we are all <laughs> strong. We all possess this capability to be strong and mm-hmm. to reflect and to be. And to be radically okay with yourself, <laughs> to be vulnerable is, yeah. I'm sorry, it's a big deal. It I is a big deal. I think as well, I think we're living in a day, an age where, you know, people are uh, very afraid to, to, to sort of say what's on their mind. And I think we are living in a kind of psychological warfare in many ways. And against ourselves against ourselves against and it's like our biggest enemy is ourselves. and i think that a lot of times it's like we need to look inside ourselves and see the truth and i think it's very hard to do that when there's so many categories and so many things that you can or cannot say and all these things are sort of putting you into a box that's saying you are this person or you are that person whether it is your races or or, or whatever it is so it's sort of being radically vulnerable for me is a space where you can just say the things that's on your mind without feeling that you have to be pigeonholed into a certain sort of box um, mm. for people to accuse you of being this kind of person. Because a lot of people live in a time where people are not comfortable to say what's on their mind. And I feel like that's what's causing a lot of the tension. Because that's what, I mean, I was reading a book, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Yogi Bhajan. Um, no, <laughs> but he's some like super cool yogi and mm. he has all these things about cosmic energy and the mind and the universe and love and what is love and what is life and all of these kind of questions that we ask ourselves you know momentarily um, everybody has that sort of life moment where they're like who am I where am I that kind of moment and you know he was saying that you know uh, you know frustration and any form of like tension Mm. is when your mind is disconnected from your body and i think we're living in as i said like this kind of psychological warfare with ourselves Mm. and to be in a space where you can be radically vulnerable i think encompasses these two polarities Mm. in a in a very beautiful way that allows you to just kind of be like you know what it is what it is Mm. and that's just what it is i mean back <laughs> like and and you know what it's not just a criticism of <clears throat> of the present but i think that these things have been an ongoing issue in in our past so mm-hmm. for example if we look at a lot of social movements or you've got that hunt it's funny because we said that it's not a safe space but it's <laughs> safe to be radically vulnerable so mm-hmm. i think that means is to kind of we want you to feel good here at the end of the day so all of that baggage that you feel um in everyday life that we we get from our jobs that we get from the pressure to to be (laughs) yeah i'm always talking about the pressure to be i mean i don't know a grade student you know you're trying to you're hustling for that two one or or maybe you're just saving maybe internship that you need to get or the volunteering or internship that you need to get just Mm -hmm. realize that all of those social anxieties and all of those things that you feel that you need to be valid um, aren't necessarily real. Mm-hmm. I think that the spiritual advancement of us as people <laughs> is integral to who we are Amen. because we we are looking back, but we're also looking, looking forward. forward. Yeah, 
and I'm, we said forward at the same time yeah. high five <laughs> <Woo>. high five <laughs> um and a key part of it is enjoying the journey mm. a lot of people don't know how to do that mm. you know there's times where you wake up and you're angry or you're upset or you're mm. happy but it's a journey and you just gotta you don't know what's happening tomorrow so mm. you just gotta enjoy it as it comes so just take those deep breaths those four deep, deep breaths, breaths listen to clap like, back. yo clap Back. So in doing that, I think I really want to play this song um, because this song is it's Biggie. It's by Biggie. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about it. And it's got, it's called um, I've Got a Story to Tell. And it's, I mean, it's amazing. The beat says it all. It's a good vibe. <laughs> Who y'all talking to, man? Oh, check it out. Check it out. This here goes out to all the niggas that be fucking mad bitches. And other niggas' cribs, thinking shit is sweet, nigga creep up on your ass. <laughs> Live niggas respect it. Check it. I kick flows for ya, kick down doors for ya, even left all my motherfucking hoes for ya. Niggas think Frankie pussy whip, nigga picture that with the Kodak. It's the Matac, we don't get down like that. Lay my game down quite flat. Sweetness, when you park that. Petiteness, but that ass fat. She got a body, make a nigga wanna eat that. I'm fucking with you. The bitch official though, think harder than the missile, yo. Try to hit it if she trippin', disappearin' like Arsenio. Yo, the bitch push a double O with the five in front. Probably a cannabis stunt, y'all drive in front. I'ma peel with her, find a deal with her. She fuck around and steal, huh? Then we all get laced. Television's Versace heaven. When I'm up in them, the shit she kick. All the shit's legit. She get dick from a player off the New York Knicks. Nigga trick with dick, get lust. The shit was plush. She stressed for me to fuck like she was in the rush. We fucked in his bed, quite dangerous. I'm in his ass while he play against the Utah Jazz. My 112 CD blast. I was passed. She came twice, I came last. Roll the grass. She giggled, saying I'm smoking on homegrown. Then I heard a moan. Honey, I'm home. Yup. So chrome for situations like this. I'm up in this broad, I know he don't like this. Now I'm like, bitch, you better talk to him before the fifth put a spark to him. Fuck around, shit, get dark to him. Put a part through him, lose a major part to him. Arm, leg, she begging me to stop, but the cat getting closer. Getting hot like a toaster, a cop's toast, uh. Before my eyes could blink, she screams out, honey, bring me up something to drink. He go back downstairs, more time to think. A brain racing, he's telling me to stay patient. She don't know I'm cool as a fan, got in hand. I don't want to blast her man, but I can and I will, though. I'm trying to chill, though, even though the situation looking kind of ill, yo. It came to me like a song I wrote. Told the bitch, give me a scarf, pillowcase, and rope. Got dressed quick, tied the scarf around my face. Broke the bitch up, gagged the mouth with the pillowcase. Played the cut, nigga coming on some love potion shit. Flashed the heat on him, he stood emotionless. Dropped the glass, screaming, don't blast. Here's the stash, a hundred cash, just don't shoot my ass. Please, nigga pulling mad cheese out the floor. Put stacks in the front of that sack. Hit the door, grab the keys to the five. Call my niggas on the cell. Bring some weed, I got a story to tell. Uh, Yo, man, uh, y'all niggas ain't gonna believe what the fuck happened to me. Who that bitch I left the club with, man? Yeah. Yo, sticky, yo. I'm up in this bitch crib. This bitch fucking one of them old nick-ass niggas and shit. I'm up in the spot, so oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I don't know. I don't know which one. I'm in the more than six, five niggas. I don't know. Biggie Smalls never 
never ever never ever fails I know not a lot of people know about that song really but for me you know that song takes me to a happy place Mm. you know what I mean and it's about clapping back as well I feel like the story that he tells um he's talking about you know being with a woman meeting her at the club Mm. and I'm sure it's an experience I mean I'm not a man but I'm sure a lot of men has probably been through the same experience and going back to the woman's house and whatever whatever doing you know doing the business and then her husband coming home and being in this very sticky situation and how he's telling the story to his friends so I feel like the different sort of scenes that's taken place in one sort of song is is brilliant and mm. it's just a complete masterpiece mm. and i think in that in this song he's being radically vulnerable completely because he's showing on the one hand that you know he's got a little soft spot for this woman mm. and in the midst of his sort of getting his heart broken at the fact that her husband has come home and all of that he's kind of like oh well you know he's telling the story to his friends but in a different way than he that he experienced it so Mm. i think that's quite an interesting thing to do um and i thought it was suited to what we were talking about about clapback and what we're all about and Mm -hmm. i think in saying that it's quite important to also think about why we're doing it because when i tell my sisters and you know just my friends you know why do you leave work because we both have jobs Mm. (laughs) and we're both doing various different things why do we leave work and we're sitting in a studio in russell square and we're talking into a mic about clapping about clapping back (laughs) why why are we doing it why are we clapping back why are you clapping back couldn't why am i clapping back i don't know it's interesting for me because Uh, I thought that my fulfillment in some ways was going to come from, you know, academia and, you know, reading, writing and uh, kind of, you know, maybe reinforcing this type of founding of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've realized from from the get go, I'm I'm a speaker. Like when it comes to presentations, I'm like, pow, pow, pow. I'm more of a speaker because I think it's just there's just something about kind of speech that is. Is really interesting because speech is in essence live, like it's unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, it's radically vulnerable. It's radically vulnerable. <laughs> it's happening in the moment. Mm-hmm. So you're really embodying your truth when you speak to someone, and so when you're speaking to your friend and you're having a conversation, like I can't do a conversation half asked. Like you have to be in it. You have to be there. Why are we clapping back? So I think, you know, being in an institution for so long, reading, I did gender studies. And so, I mean, the goal was, because I'm at SOAS, it's completely different. It was completely different. I mean, we were kind of encouraged within the Center for Gender Studies. Think about alternative ways of of knowing, alternative knowledge productions. And so, like, obviously you're reading all of these things and you're thinking alternative knowledge productions. Like, how the fuck do we even get there if we're reading and if we're writing in this academic frame, mm-hmm. how do I subvert these things mm-hmm. if I'm doing a continuation of those things? And I thought that, well, in, in some of the other ways that I tried to do that, for example, when I was doing my essay, I tried to write about hip hop in my essays so that, that I can kind of diversify what it meant, what knowledge meant in specific contexts, especially within the, the black diaspora. But at the same time, writing about something was always different because I felt like I was only speaking to a specific audience. But to clap back through speech, um, it meant that it reaches people. Because yeah. if you see in every part of the world, there's always radio. Like you, mm-hmm. like you give me in like a random remote <laughs> village, and there's someone They're listening, to, listening BBC, to the radio. BBC yeah. World Service is on. Real talks. And like, it's just, it's just accessible. It's always been there. What's quite important. And I think perhaps many people that feel this, that's been through education and higher education and, you know, just finished or graduated or done their masters and have left feeling this crazy sense of emptiness and this crazy sense of, I have all this knowledge and I don't know what the hell I'm doing, where I'm going and how can you make knowledge public? Because this is something that, you know, academics have struggled with for so long you know mm. how can we take all of this kind of stuff it seems as you have the institution which you go and learn and then you have your public life and the two don't really ever they're never in a conversation with each other it's mm. almost like you switch it off and then you go out for a drink with your friends
intense and you have to turn it off. But clapback allows you to sort of engage in these conversations in a way that you can just put it to the forefront and be like, yo, this is something that I would very much have a conversation about in the classroom. But this is also something that I'll have a conversation after three glasses of red wine in a pub. Mm. And I think for me personally, why I'm clapping back is because you got to do things in life that makes you feel good. Mm. You know, it's too often we get caught up with money or caught up with internships or whatever it is. We're just caught up with getting a man, getting, <laughs> perhaps I'm just speaking <laughs> in terms of myself. <laughs> I just literally said all the things that I get caught up with. But um, no, it's cool. And I, I didn't know you were caught up with a man. Though. No, no, not, no, not at all. <laughs> not getting a man, but it is at the back of my head. But um, in any, any mm. case, um, what I mean is that I'm very happy like to do clapback is, is doing something that makes you feel good. And if it makes you feel good, then it's not wrong sometimes. It's not that deep sometimes. And people mm. need to do things to make you feel good. And I feel like for a lot of graduates that leave university completely bewildered with emptiness and poverty, um, which is a sin and a crime. But I think the um, status anxiety as well. Anxiety. It's just like, just like this there? horrific like chorus of anxiety mm. that hits you when you graduate and you're like, damn, Daniel, I am in the world and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Someone help me. It's almost like every graduate just needs that sort of guardian angel. And I feel like clapback in many ways is that guardian angel. It's that way that you can just kind of like, even if nobody listens, it just makes you feel good. And damn, why not engage in it? Do you know what I mean? I know, but I think that that's why art is so beautiful and mm -hmm. important because someone says something or someone had thought something and they documented it and then someone else came across it and they were like oh wow i felt that yeah and 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 then all of a sudden like a lot of things make sense and even for some people that that thing that they had heard or witnessed saves them <laughs> or kind of it's makes true. sense of existence yeah definitely so i think that's what we are clapping back at mm -hmm. and so I think in the larger scheme of things, um, I'm clapping back at society. <laughs> I am, I am, I am. I'm, cl I'm clapping back at society. Yeah. Because uh, it's just I'm it's so boring. Yeah. Yeah. I'm clapping back at all the, sorry, I'm clapping back at all the bull, all the, I'm not sure if you're allowed to swear in here. Probably not. Yeah. All the bullshit people tell you that they tell you that you can't do certain things. Well, why not? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Why not why the hell not why can't i do it mm. and people are so afraid to ask these questions mm. you know you want to do a phd why not mm. you, you can't get funded well go for another funding mm. like why the hell not you didn't get the grades you need uh, who cares mm. do you know what i mean and i think clap back um back to the conversation about this idea that you know education and learning is completely exclusive from public life mm. especially among the younger generation it's absolute bullshit and i feel like clap back is fighting against that it's clapping back at those people that saying the younger generation are going astray no we're not we're making a stand mm. and we're living in some real critical times now where we have to hold on to ourselves and mental health issues are on the rise and if you don't know yourself you lose yourself do you know what i mean so so that's why I'm here. I was thinking about the song and the song that I'm talking about is is clapping back. I feel like <laughs> have we turned clap back into like a verb or something? <laughs> like clapping yes. back is a verb, like Oxford Dictionary to clap back <laughs> origins at Lehman Hodden. But like the song, the next song I'm about to play is literally clapping back at so many things that are going on in society. As you said, Alima, we're living in some crucial, crucial times. <laughs> like, everyone feels like we've never had it so bad. And, you know, I think that maybe every generation has said this, like, it's the apocalypse. How many wars are happening, you know, that are still ongoing? I remember just, like, going to uni and there was a war in Syria. And there's still a war in Syria. <laughs> Migration, Brexit. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just that maybe we've just got too much baggage right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, A Tribe Called Quest... Uh, released their album their new album and there was some serious serious real talks on that album and and this song really 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 made me feel like damn this song is definitely clapping back so we have a tripod quest the space program a continuity 
of their their existing projects and i i'm just in awe of how they've been able to kind of like um you know kind of go back to what they've done before but also make it relevant to what's happening now so we've got the space program deal with a bigger insult man the heat the heat the heat the heat the heat it's coming down hard we got to get our oh. shit together it's time to go left and not right gotta get it together forever gotta get it together for brothers gotta get it together for sisters for mothers and fathers and dead niggas For non-conformists, one-hitter quitters For Tyson types and shade figures Let's get it together, come on, let's make it Gotta make it, to make it, to make it, to make it, to make something happen, to make something happen, to make something happen, let's make something happen. Word the viper gonna bring it to the overlord, drinking Cisco, chilling with the gold microphone cords, and we grip our balls every time we stuntin' on tour, cause we never bore, responding to the ready crowds roar, and promoters try to hit us with the art of war, we about our business, we not quitters, not bullshitters, we deliver, we go get us, don't be bitter, cause we not just niggas. Jerobe, my fire woven to different cloth, ain't nothing from it, and the second kid is written off, hardest bit in the city, y'all niggas spittin', kittin' stuff confused. In the maze, you can put your brain missing lust They're planning for our future people None of our people involved Pouring Henny and smearing off The kid and cracking off Cracking off and smearing off Can quickly turn a Molotov Molotov the spaceship door Before that bitch is taken off It always seems the poorest persons The people forsaken dog The Washingtons, Jeffersons Jackson's on the captain's log They'd rather leave us to the greatest Water poison, deli small Glass unblackening is happening You feel it, y'all? I'd rather see weeded Three by three structure with many bars Leave us where we are So they can play among the stars We taking off the Mars Got the space vessels overflowing What you think they want us there? All us niggas Going. Reputation ain't glowing, reparations ain't flowing If you find yourself stuck in the creek, you better start rowing Used to see the TV screen as a place I land my dream In the car stereo, where it would promote the show Optimistic little brother with a little hope You know space program for niggas, but you stuck here, nigga We ain't a space program for niggas, but you stuck here, nigga We ain't a space program for niggas, but you stuck here, nigga uh, sitting wonder sometimes I read the paper every day. All these happenings are secular, just happen different ways. And the president's refined in her wings. She's confined with about 30 percocets and five bottles of wine. Carolina nothing finer than a black woman who climbs to the top of the state building, claiming that their flag is mine. Now people on top of people feels like we can't breathe. So much in this motherfucker feel like we should leave Put it on TV, put it in movies, put it in our face These notions and ideas of citizens live in this face I chuckle just like all of y'all Absurdity after all Takes money to get it running And money from trees don't fall Imagine for one second all my people of color, please Imagine for one second all the people in poverty No matter the skin tone, culture or time zone Think the ones who got it would even think to throw you a bone Moved you out your neighborhood, did they find you a home? Non-cypher, probably no place to Imagine if the shit was really talk about space too Trying to go left and not right. Gotta get it together forever. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters. For mothers and fathers and dead niggas. For non-conformers when hit or quitters. For Tyson types and trade figures. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters, for mothers and fathers and dead niggas, for non-conformers when hit or quitters, for types and types of chain figures. Make, make, make. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Gotta get it together forever. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters, for mothers and fathers and dead niggas. For non-conformers, one hit or quitters. For types and types of chain figures. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters. One of the lines that really got to me, <laughs> trying to go left and not right. Damn. I don't know, as a left-handed person, like, I I relate because what, is that, what does that mean? Trying to go left and not right. We're doing things that we were doing before mm-hmm. and it's not working. <laughs> like, it's still not working. You're still trying to go right. Why don't you just try left? Living in crazy times. Absolutely. So I think that kind of brings us to our next point. Mm-hmm. Or before the next point, perhaps. Mm-hmm. 
a next song, mm. which is my song, right? Well, not yes. my song, but it's a it's a brilliant song, and it's actually to do with a lot of the things that we were just speaking about. About, but it's about you know a little bit about the earth and it running red. Essentially, it's a Jamaican song by mm. a brilliant artist called Richie Spice, and of course, is representing my hometown, my culture, and it's a beautiful song, and it's basically talking about how you know, the earth is running red and we need to hold on to ourselves. That is an absolute tune, and that tune can never die. Richie Spice, Earth Are Unread. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was, like, we were just having a bit of a groove, and I was like, okay, he mentioned crack, and I was like, when was this song released for, for <laughs> crack to still be an epidemic? Yeah, yeah. He's, that, you know what? When yeah. people who cannot really understand patois listen to that song they feel like it's quite a jolly song because it's in quite a jolly key mm. you know it sounds like something that you have when you have a drink and you're just you know singing along but actually mm. the issues that he's talking about are very serious issues you know the fact that a, a young 
a young kid cannot find his own like tea tea and bread you know crack pipe is on the rise and he's really just speaking about what he's observing in Jamaica at the time I think is a song that came out in the 90s mm. and Richie Spice is one of our biggest reggae artists and you know he's that song will never ever die you know you have certain songs that are like timeless Earth are on red mm-hmm. it's a timeless song and no matter what kind of environment you're in whether you're in ungodly religious anything everybody can relate Mm-hmm. When you talk about poor people suffering, mm. it's something that just is 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 just a world language. Sufferation, mm. sufferation should actually be a word. Sufferation. It's not a word, but it should be a word. I think um, I've made it a word, and I think it's a brilliant word because. And uh, not gonna <laughs> lie, it sounds like a play on words from that Mary J. Blige, <laughs> Mary J. Blige song. Hateration <laughs> and holleration, holleration. Yeah, suffer- in this dancery and, yeah. and our suffering, our suffering, suffering is is a real thing, man. And it, it they need to like they need to make it a word. But yeah, I agree. With no, you. no, no. I, I understand where you're coming. Maybe we can work on that. Maybe maybe we should have like Ali Man Holden's guide to the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be a really interesting concept for us to develop. I've got so many words that I think should be a word, you know? But we can save that for another yeah, episode. Yeah, we got to save that. we got to save for, that. For another episode, words that <laughs> should be words. Yeah. Sufferation. Those are the kind of things that are going to be coming at you, peeps. You but, know. But speaking of sufferation, you know, we've got a next question. Uh-huh. What do we hope to achieve? What we hope to achieve. Wow. <laughs> Damn, I mean, how long do we have? You know what, Alima came up with this question and mm-hmm. I really want to commend her because at least when she thought of clapback, there was some, something <laughs> really, really constructive. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, you know, we're just going to go on the mic and like bullshit. Yeah, kind of thing. essentially. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I, I'm. I, do, you, do you have any initial answers to this question? Or? I think for me, people always talk about, you know, you want to make money right and i do yeah yeah and of course that is just a default mode (laughs) do you know what i mean we are living in some critical times where and poverty is a sin and a crime Mm. and we do (laughs) we need to make money um but i think it's it's never ever a good idea to just have that as one of your key goals like to make money from clapback Mm. i think one of my achievements is is me for clapback is a journey you know and it's a journey even just a personal journey and i feel like for me it's something that coming to the studio and talking with my girlhood and it's something that makes you feel good and it goes back to if it makes you feel good you gotta do it and i think it's very therapeutic and if people have a positive response with that and if it helps someone or listening to us makes you laugh or makes you tap into you know something or makes you do that thing that you've been trying to avoid for a long time then that's positive if it's something positive then that's what we want to achieve just that's what I want to achieve anyway just positivity and just making people believe that you know what we can make a change and whether it's a small change whether it's that sort of size 10 jeans you want to fit into or whether it's getting in uh, to university. <laughs> <laughs> the size 10 jeans. Everybody knows they've got that one dress that they bought out on a limb and it's been waiting in their cupboard and, you know, they've been waiting to wear it. And if that's your one of your goals, then however big or however small, if you want to learn how to drive this year, like, Clapback is here to tell you that you can drive. Like, by the end of this year, by the grace of God. Essentially, it's just a complete space of of radical vulnerability as we've said before and it's a space where people can tune in and just feel some element of positivity and some element of that yeah I just need to persist through this struggle and enjoy the journey. Do we want to reach everyone Alima? Because I think we 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 were quite confused in the, be- mm-hmm. in the beginning of who we wanted to reach. I mean, realistically, we are speaking to the young, um, Black African Caribbean diaspora, um, all over the world. By the way, mm-hmm. not just in Western <laughs> nations, but what is diaspora then? What is diaspora? Yeah, you told me an explanation, and I thought it's a very good explanation. You mentioned something about home. Um, 
Like, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think diaspora means it's not really the physical home, mm-hmm. but I think it, we're, we're really grounded in our politics and the politics of home. So mm-hmm. I think as as maybe black people, as classed people, as racialized people, we're going to continuously look for this place. But this place is it doesn't a geographic, exist. Is it, is, it doesn't exist. Though. It's not a geographic place. It's a longing and it's a passion and it's a research. But at the same time, you don't have to kind of be, as you said, like within these categories. But, you know, we're just trying to create a movement that, you know, moves us forward and makes us ask these crucial questions because you know me and you Alima we're grounded here you know at SOAS at this institution and we're asking these really important questions but at the same time you know we're trying to let go of the past and we're trying to let go of things that you know don't advance us as people (laughs) and so what we want to achieve is you know um some kind of enlightenment and so it's kind of saying, you know, a big, you know, middle finger in the air to things that we might not agree with right. and, and things also, that should not be said. Amen. And also you mentioned compassionate politics as yeah. well last night when I was yeah. on the phone to you. And I think it's such an important part of what we're trying to achieve. Mm. Um, and not a lot of people, it's a very new term. Um, I haven't heard, I haven't come across it before. I know, because I think everyone's in a bit of a hating mood. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sexist, you're racist, you're homophobic, right, this, exactly. this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of this comes from the same culture that also likes to kind of shame us for the insecurities that we already have within mm-hmm. ourselves. So I think if we want society to move forward, we're really going to have to really, we're going to have to ground ourselves in politics that is, coming from love mm-hmm. and not from the ego from realistically humanity. it's a yeah. human thing yeah. like you want to be recognized as a citizen as as a human yeah. it's not that for example as oppressed people that we should take the the, the high road not at all but i think we kind of need to start where we yeah. are and we're living in as i said with some critical times and you know it's about world citizenship right and it's about as you said we're all humans and 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 i think this element this moral compass is sort of like completely left out of political debates it's just understanding human emotions Mm. and it's okay if you feel a certain type of way you're not wrong for feeling what Mm. you feel you're completely right how can what you feel be wrong Mm. do you know what i mean and i think it's but it creates a hierarchy doesn't it between us people Mm -hmm. where you think that you're better than someone because you're an activist or mm-hmm. because yeah. you think or you read a book or about this theory. Or because you're a vegan. Or because you're instance. vegan. <laughs> no. Which happens a lot, yeah. You, you did it because you you had an altruistic motive and you yeah. thought that this was good for people. But, and fundamentally mm. as well, I think, you know, a spiritual dimension is so important. For politics. So important. Mm. And I think not only necessarily for politics, but just for moving forward. Mm. You know, we've gone a whole full circle. And it seems that, you know, in this day and age that we're living in, for you to be like, oh, you know, I read the Bible or the Quran or whatever. Or you're probably reading all of them. Or you're reading all of them. It's okay. Like, it's okay to be grasping onto some spiritual dimension, some sort of spiritual depth. This spirituality is is seemed is deemed as sort of uncool. Mm. You're not you're not sort of forward thinking if you're still in this realm of the cosmics and of of God or this sort of higher energy or whatever it may be. And I think, you know, what I'm hoping to achieve is to is you know this this show is to show that actually we can do compassionate politics and we can also have speaking about very intellectual subjects. Mm. or academic subjects and have an element of spirituality in there and also not necessarily just be talking about politics but talk about everyday nuances of life that everybody goes through because we're all humans so well said alima well said (laughs) because although we are reflecting on the past Mm -hmm. and we are hoping for a strong beautiful future Mm -hmm. we are also importantly starting here we're starting, and then this is, I think this is exactly what I meant by compassionate politics. We are starting where we are. So, you know, let go of all of that shame, let go of all of that hate, and let's build something that 
is constructive but also kind of accepting the progress we're making and you know it's it's difficult to get out of bed in the morning sometimes <laughs> Amen. and you should be congratulated for that and <laughs> well done well done and mm -hmm. we're, we're moving forward mm -hmm. so the next theme for the for the song and this is the concluding our concluding song for mm -hmm. today is you know we're starting where we are with our music like because i think today like the music was maybe semi-intellectual but i think we really really want to listen to some something that that <laughs> is quite switched off yeah Chase a chick, chase a never chase a bitch, chase be fine, mask on, 